And away we go. It is the BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail. Guess what? The Reds are fun. You can go to the Holy Grail, actually go to a baseball game and enjoy yourself now. So why don't you get downtown? Stop by, see our good friends at the Holy Grail before and after the game. A game that you actually go to now because people want to go to the game. Get yourself a nice cold beverage, some great food, and uh, have a great time at the banks supporting the folks that have always supported Bearcat Journal. All right, here we go. Big show tonight. There we go. There's the crew. As the Nasty Natty schedule release came out today, the the bracket is out for the the basketball tournament, the TBT. The guys are uh, all getting ready for another run at a championship in this tournament and uh, wanted to have them on tonight and get things kind of officially kicked off as we roll towards uh, a a little bit later start this year, late, late July this time. So uh, mark your calendars. What the 21st. 21st, Yep. And uh, is there going to be a, an alumni game again? You see in Xavier, do you know? Have you heard? We haven't uh we haven't officially put it together, man. We uh we might we might take it easy this year and focus actually on the TVT game. The game right. that counts. And then uh if we do what we're supposed to do, we might have a cross town cross town yeah. collab anyway. If you guys uh, win the if you each win the first game, you a second round meeting at the Centos Center. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the big show. Might as well not give a preview, might as well just step into the real thing. So we've got Kevin Johnson, Troy Copain, Shaq Thomas. Might have a couple others jumping in as we go through. But uh, Kevin, give us the rundown. What's the roster look like for this year? We brought um, pretty much our whole returning return lineup is back. I do got bad news to share, man. Octavius Ellis uh, took a summer deal and went over to China. So... Uh, we won't, we won't, he won't be joining us this year, even though he was officially on the team. Um, but outside of our, man, we got Jaron Cumberland coming back, Jacob Evans back, Coriante DeBerry back, Keith Williams. We added Keith. That's a new addition there. Another athletic wing, as we know, can can do it all. We got Shaq Thomas back, and Trayvon Scott was on the team last year, but we didn't get to get to see him perform. But as we know, we'll we'll get to see him perform this year. And then we got uh, Troy Copain running it back, and uh, got some others on the back end that we that we brought on. An old member of ours, Deshaun Mormon, uh, played thirteen to fifteen, and I'm working on solidifying things with Hayden Koval uh, to fill in that center spot uh, to complete our team this year. There you go. Oh, and I got to uh, shout it out. We definitely brought Cashman right on. To lead the way for us this year, uh, so that's a new change as well. And Cash is going to be the coach. Yep, H- head coach. But well, he, he's big time now, huh? <laughs> you know, he do, he doing his thing. You know, Cash actually, you know, leading leading a nice high school program here in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, Clark Montessori. So one thing I know about Cash, like when when I thought about it this coming year. It had to be a guy that the Cavs related to, a guy that's like actively coaching. Um, obviously, he played the point guard position, so very smart on the court. Know what it take to win. He was a winner, been a winner his whole career, and somebody I know they all can adapt to. So 
we, we welcome him. We're happy to have him this this year as a coach. Troy, what uh, where, what are you up to now? Where 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 where's the world taking you? Uh, nowhere right still, now. You still in Turkey with no, your team? No. no, I was in Italy last year. Or Italy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that was a that was a long season. Um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I have went through something that brought me down, but I'm back. Um, I went through a little injury this year. Um, but besides that, we still finished finished strong. Um, mentally, was playing well. Um, and then excited for next year. Um, get a nice little summer, little break. Got to get prepared for this TBT, and then after that, it's back to work. Hanging out with moms in New York, huh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> she knows she would have been the star of this show. I'm surprised she ain't she ain't hanging out. No, she's not hanging out right now. We got look, we got some family things going on right now, taking care of that. Um, but uh, when the times come, you'll know when she'll be there, high spirited, a lot of energy, same old, same old. Always, always. Shaq, what's up, man? What are you up to? No much, man. Just been uh, you know, gearing up for the TBT. Um, this past year, I played in the Middle East until like January, and then I ended up finishing up in Mexico for the last like three and a half months, two and a half months. And, you know, I've just been home since then and, you know, just been working and, you know, and stuff like that, working out and just staying in shape and stuff. So, you know, just gearing up and, you know, just getting ready for the TBT this summer. Where, where were you at in Mexico? Um, I was right across the border. So right right, right next to like um, El Paso right there. Okay. Yeah. We were gonna see if you were smart. Found a beach town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I was, but it was pretty cool because I was right there, um, about fifteen minutes across the border. So you know, it wasn't too bad. I could you know cross the border, go to the states for you know if I need anything or anything yeah. like that. So it was pretty dope. Kev, what's the uh, what's the experience been like now that you have a year under your belt and you kind of know what to expect? Has it been a lot easier? I mean, it's a couple angles. It's a couple angles for me. I mean, we laid a foundation last year. Um, the biggest thing is experience, Chad. As you know, a lot of the guys, you know, we watch it, but it's different when you're in it. Uh, and I think it was just a learning experience. It was a fun learning experience. Obviously, we got to do it together. We lost first round. You know, that didn't taste well with us. And if you know any of us, we so used to winning that uh, losing it definitely motivates you. But but overall, I mean, it was just the the full blown experience. How how serious you got to take it. How well prepared you got to be. Um, and then as a GM for me, obviously a lot of fundraising and networking and continue to build the brand itself. Um, I'm just getting craftier and, and better at it. And I think the support is growing. They starting to see that. I think this is a dope opportunity. When I look at like five years ahead, like a really cool opportunity to be able to bring back former players. Um, it, it gives us a reason to kind of come back home, support a cause. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to build this thing out where we we taking this all the way up to the legends, you know, be able to get Kenya Martin to 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 rep this thing, you know, all the way up to the new age players. So uh, Chad, this is getting better, man. Better with time, like anything else. Dave, take us kind of behind the scenes of what goes into putting the team together getting into the tournament you guys were in it last year do you automatically get back in this year do you you know are there other teams that is there a committee that's kind of deciding who's in and and how does that whole process work well you know we blessed to have a team full of professional basketball players so you know day that that's number one 
gotta have some talent like anything else. But you know, this is a business. So TBT is ran just like a business, like anything else. You want talent, you you want things that make sense as far as marketing and selling tickets. Uh, you know, when you represent the University of Cincinnati basketball program, that's history. So that, that sells itself. Then you get guys, you know, like Troy and Shaq and Jaron and Ock, you know, guys actively playing. And, and, you know, we just so happen to all align and play with each other at some point in time. Um, but pretty much last year was that foundational piece, Dave. This year was more like, obviously, if the guys committed, we automatically got to have at least uh, seven alumni to be considered an alumni team. So you do get 12 roster spots. You get a chance to, to build that roster of five. That can be whatever you want it to be. But we want it to represent Cincinnati. We like the connection. We all we all wore Bearcats across our chest. So that that made it easy. And then just like anything else from a GM standpoint, man, you're looking for, you know, for me, I love interchangeable guards. I mean, I played with half of these dudes. I might have played with everybody on this team at some point. Keith, all of us Keith. are very interchangeable. Yeah got good size, good skill, and then we all align with certain principles that we all learned back, you know, in our times together. So uh, you just put the pieces of the puzzle together, man. But I'll tell you one thing, Dave, they still got to go out and play. So we uh, we still learning along the way, man. And, and until, we, until we win one, we, we always trying to get better. Is that all you got, Dave? You good for now? No, I got, I got more. I'm, I'm, interested, I'm interested to know. Well, Troy, as an Italian, I want to know where Troy was in Italy and if he liked it. I was in Brescia, Italy, um, right outside of Milan. Probably okay. about 50 minutes. Um, you get in on the on the fashion in Milan. Uh, a, a little bit. <laughs> a little but bit. The, but the sewing, the sewing, and the knitting is too. Too high and tight for me. Shoulders be a little tight. You're not into the, the European cut? No, no, no. Nah. Uh, but the food, the food is amazing though. I will say that. Um it's very authentic. Um a lot of pasta, a lot of a lot of homemade red sauce, ragu. Um oh, yeah. carbonara, I'm a big fan of. Fresh out big the big carbonara the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was it was a great experience for me. My first time in Italy, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, the people are nice. They're very uh, in my town, very um, welcoming with open arms, very dog friendly, um, and they supported us through through throughout it all. So, big fan of Brescia. I'm big fan of Italy. You learn anything for the both of you guys? I know. Like, I know. What is, oh, sorry. Got I know the base. In the base. Ciao. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> in one of in one of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for the both for Czech and Troy, just kind of like your impressions of international basketball for for folk, for fans that aren't, you know, exactly up on it. You know, what what's that experience been like moving away from the states and playing playing ball in different countries? Um, for me personally, you know, um. You know, it's always ups and downs with coming overseas. You know, you be away from your family, your friends, your loved ones, if you have kids, you know, different things like that. But, um, you know, it's positives. And, it, you know, you're obviously making a living for yourself. Um, you know, you get to experience different cultures and different things like that, different food, see different parts of the world. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of pros and cons to it. But, you know, it's definitely been a great experience for me. You know, I'm nine years in being a professional. You know, a lot of people can't say that. So I'm grateful for that. 
And, um, you know, it's it, it been a great experience for me. I got to see, you know, I've been to the Middle East. I've been to Europe. I've been to South America. I've been to a lot of places. So I don't think, you know, I would regularly travel there, you know, these places and been to like Jordan and, you know, um, different places like that that I never thought I would ever uh, be if it wasn't for basketball. So it, it definitely been a great experience for me. Uh, with me, uh, I enjoy it over there. It's a whole different life. Um, I'm real big on figuring it out. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is going into a brand new country, not knowing a thing about um, languages, uh, the food, what to do. And then by the end of the year, having figured it out, um, being able to speak to people, being able to hold conversations, um, just being like Shaq said, to experience experience their culture. Um, it's their own world and you have to fit in because you, we are considered the outliers to them. Um, and then on the court, it's like a different fan base. Uh, they support mm -hmm. their town. Um, versus, it's their town versus anybody else. Um, fans come and show support. They show love, very faithful. It reminds, it's the same feeling of a soccer game, a European soccer game. They come with the horns, mm -hmm. constantly screaming, uh, sell out crowds. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it's very good to know that, or heart, heartwarming, I guess, to know that you are secure and safe in another person, in another area, and mm -hmm. to enjoy yourself and make it the best time. And then when you come home, you have something to talk about. The, the European different. games are like a, they're like a party, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not like a basketball game. It's, it's a whole different experience. Yeah, constant yelling, constant horns. When the refs make a bad call, they on you. Uh, certain <laughs> areas, if you if the home team lose they start throwing things lighters water bottles yeah gods all over the joint it's, it's yeah it's same thing happened to me while i was in portugal bro yeah, they started, so it was going crazy yeah did you get into soccer a little bit over there were you already into it i went to two games i went to yeah. uh brescia they are a two team um but they had some great games and then i went to the the inter milan game when they played napoli and that was a big game and yeah, that was fire. Yeah. Natalie wants to know what kind of dog you got. I got Rottweiler. Yeah, he got a big I mean, dog. Got a <laughs> and yeah. That dog came from Germany for real. She really yeah. She really German. <laughs> Do you have to speak German to the dog? Uh, when I was in Germany, when I was in Germany, I got her towards the end of the season. Um and I knew a couple, a lot of commands in Germany. I mean, in German. And um, we kind of lost that. It's, I probably go about two, two now. Um, but when I went nice. to Turkey. Yeah, that's no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I went to uh, Turkey, they during the COVID year, they wasn't flying dogs over 100 pounds. So she ended up staying with my mom that year. And uh, we didn't keep up that. We started changing over to English immediately. Dogs over 100 pounds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that just sounds crazy. How big? 120? Yeah, at the time she was 120. Now she's about 115. Put her on a diet. Uh, she is on a diet. She eats only dog food. We go on long walks. She swims. All of that. <laughs> like a human. Like yeah, all of that. Uh, Ed wants to know your favorite soccer player. Messi. You know he's coming here, right? Yeah, Miami. They play here in August. Oh, that's fine. They play FC? FC, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Oh, we look good. Mm, that's fine. That? That's going to sell out. That's going to sell out. 
Oh, it's gonna be chaos. The, yeah, the state that stadium is only like 26,000. Uh-huh. Wow, so yeah. it's gonna be insanity. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think tickets are only like fifty bucks each too. Like the, it's and people were still complaining about that. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. And it's not a bad secondary market. It's not a bad seat in the arena. Yeah. yeah. Dave. So when you guys get back together in town here, getting ready for the for the tournament, what is? What is Coach Cash gonna? You know, what's the, what's the first couple practices gonna be like? Is he a is he gonna be a drill sergeant, and you guys are just gonna laugh at him, or, or you know, what what what, uh, what what kind of vibe does he give off as a coach? You know, I wish he could. I wish he could answer. That I know. I'd like. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll speak up for him. I mean, when you when you when you dealing with some high level basketball players, I mean, the main thing is us figuring out you know, rotations, what, what works, what strengths and what's our weaknesses with certain lineups for me last year, you know, you don't pay attention to it, but you know, you, you start, you got to put in rules, you know, we switch and pick and roll, we, we hedging them, you know, and really start breaking down some of the key points of being on the same page. Um, obviously we got a short amount of time. So you, you try to put the pieces of the puzzle. You, you try to find some scrimmages, um, but I think overall, man, Cash will come in with a solid plan. A lot of our job that we focus on on the back end is the Elam ending, uh, figuring out, you know, the best ways to go about it, you know, when you're down, when you're up, how many possessions you want to go into it, when you want to use the first time out. I mean, to be honest, man, they can they should play easy basketball, man. When you got some talent, Dave, you shouldn't have to coach it too much, man. You just inside-out basketball, a little dribble drive, some pick and roll. Share it, play some defense. You know, the biggest thing is us playing defense. I think we got the ability to be a, a really good defensive team. Definitely, I think that's could be a strength when you don't have that much time to practice. Um, but I think we got the ability, you know, on a perimeter and on the interior to be pretty solid defensively. You just got to put that together. So um, we also got, you know, assistant coach Kane Broom. Uh, so Cass not by itself. We brought on uh, Kevin uh, Eisenberger. Um, it also was yeah was was a part of the UC staff. So Cash got a good little committee with them. They'll they'll put their heads together and come up with what works best, man. Do you know much about your first opponent? I do. Shoot, that's it's your group, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the Floyd Mayweather also, right? What'd you say? They're from Cincinnati, also, right? Isn't that who Justin played well, with last well, year? Well, truly, I mean, Jordan Crawford is. Yeah. yeah. Now they got a Xavier Mumford. I think he's from Jersey. I mean, they yeah. got Trevor Booker. I don't even know where he's from, but we know he ain't from here. Uh, normally, <laughs> Jimmy Fredette play on the team. Corey Davis. I mean, normally it's a it's a star-studded team. They go get, you know, high-level pros, ex-NBA players. So, truly, I don't, I don't even see a full roster of them, but they normally bring similar people back. So, we know Jordan Crawford, the, the short guard from Cincinnati, killer. Uh, but from from that, I'm gonna we go. We'll go back. We got all the games from last year. We'll go back and and see. I mean, to me, from from the past, TMT got so much talent. They just put the ball in the basket. You know, sometimes as simple as said, we got to defend and match that uh, offensive firepower. We, we we'll be fine, man. That's pretty much what I do know, Dave. You don't get a lot of time to prep. No. This ain't like a good yeah. college game where you can watch a whole bunch of films. Sometimes you don't even know who's showing up to play. So. Uh, but they got some key guys, man. Obviously, some good guards. 
they'll have an ex NBA player that knows some stuff. But you know, when I look at the matchup around any team, I mean, we got the pieces. We just uh, we got to just compete. That's it. Compete and prepare, man. That's all you can worry about. Word for the summer is accountability. Yeah, true. That, that's a fact. That's all it is. From the player side. We got to no, be accountable. I like yeah. it. Is that what you guys learned last yeah. year? That, like, maybe you had a little bit a little bit too much of a not, – not light take, but, like, you're going in and playing against other pros. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a business event, not a – uh, a player reunion in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. not a summer league game, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. What what else do you take away from last year? Like, what are, what are some of the things just got to do different this time? None, none, really. We got a lot of good work in, we played a lot of games, we ran up and down a lot of times, yeah. Um, we just took it lightly. That's none more, none less. Uh, we thought we was gonna go in and they was gonna lay down, um, just off the name. And they didn't came to a battle. Um, that's why the word this year is accountable. Like account, we got to be accountable. We got to know what we're doing. We got to know the main goal and the things it takes to get. It's so you got to win the first one. Once you get to the first one, then then you can a little bit. Everybody's all yeah. Tight. Everybody's all tight. Like oh da 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 da. Mm-hmm. We do the things right, prepare well, and then at the end of the day, you got to go out and hoop. But it's just feel kind of did it feel kind of gross playing in that place? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah, yeah. they gonna ball Moses. I mean, you know, they got a great no, facility, no, no. Chad, but I ain't won there yet, man. That is cursed. I ain't lying. Even I took my high school team over there playing the shootout. Man, we got blew out on the main court. I'm like, I can't buy. It's just bad luck. I, I, I promise. <laughs> We got to get this thing, you know. That's another. We got to get this thing to fifth third, man. Because we got to it, win. It's a, cur- it's a curse over there. Win, get there. You got to win. Just yeah. bad vibes. No, great. It, it do, oh, don't it? It sent bad vibes, Dave. But we're gonna break a curse, man. It's gonna be a good one too. We got a good well, matchup to do it. I mean, <laughs> some some UC team is due to win there at some point, man. Oh, be, yeah. be you guys, you know. Yeah. Let's start something new. Well, yeah, maybe if you guys take the lid off of it, then that's it. You know, it's it's start trickling down. That's all. Yeah, Yeah. tilt the cup a little bit. (laughs) So I know, I know, Kevin's familiar. So this isn't a question really for him, but for Troy and Jack, how much have you guys gotten to talk to Coach Miller? You know, what are your what are your impressions of him as as coach, and you know, kind of where you've seen the team recently go. Uh, since you guys have been, you know, graduated and moved on? Um, I, I got to meet him last summer. Um, he, he, he seemed like a real good dude. Um, I think the program is on an up and up, you know, is getting back to that level. And um, he seemed like a real good coach, you know, young coach. And, um, you know, I, I think the program is in good hands with him, you know, moving forward and, you know, being a new conference new um you know they're going back to jordan i'm kind of you know i'm kind of mad about that you know i couldn't wear jordan back in the day but you know it is what it is though but i definitely think you know program is definitely in good hands with him and you know i definitely see they got you know good players and you know a couple transfer uh players and stuff like that so i I definitely think the program in good hands with him uh for me coach miller is a good guy 
Um, you know, we speak face to face in the summer. Um, we haven't really spoke outside. What's this? The new Jordan practice jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they got numbers on the back? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you just mentioned the Jordan practice jersey or the Jordan coming back. I just thought I'd throw the practice jerseys up the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, this yeah. Today. I was wondering yeah, if they had numbers on them or if they just gave them yeah, just on some tough. mock. Like, there might be some mock jerseys. I'm assuming just mock. There might not even be the official ones. I know Jordan now. It's unlimited Summer clothing. Yes. Unlimited. Yeah, what? Yeah, um, yeah, them look, them like girls I like said, the Jason Tatum. Yeah, the, the shoes. The shoes hard. Yeah, they've been yeah. messing with the Tatums and the uh, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shoes. That's fire, though. But before he watches this, I'm, I'm still want to say that he is a great guy. Um, he comes from winning caliber, uh, and that's all that really matters. Um, he's bringing the right people in. He got a nice core that came back, um, and he knows his stuff. He knows his X and O's. He prepares well. Very smart, intelligent guy. Um, I think the program is going to do well, I think. Um, the new trend to the Big 12, um, we, just, we believe in him. We know that we believe in him, and we can't – if things start south or if anything, we can't say, oh, you know, the same energy that we have for him now, the same energy that we need to have for him all season and the rest of the years. Mm-hmm. KJ, for you, like, what do you think – you see the team a lot more – yeah, what are your thoughts on kind of where things are going from this year, from this past season to to this first year in the Big Twelve? Um, what I'll say for real, Dave, is like it's a ton of pieces. I think they got like fourteen players. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's tons of pieces, man. It is you know, it's, it's different, Dave, because you're getting a lot of transfers. So, you know, we come from a time where you come young, you build up. So that culture and that foundation is with is instilled within the whole program. When you got the transfers, like you you basically just putting the pieces to the puzzle together, who's gonna get the win? So it's it's just a little different um, from this perspective. What I will say is I like the uh, semi or whatever his name is, the guard from Butler, big strong body, yeah, can put it on the floor uh, from the wing spot going into the Big Twelve. It's physical. I think he is a is a very needed piece. And then you add extreme sharpshooters. He can shoot the ball. You add C.J. Frederick on the wing. Then you got Newman back as defense. Like, you got four different centers you can rotate. Like, you, it's a lot of pieces, but it's only one ball and it's only 40 minutes. So, you know, I'm interested to see. This is why I like to watch, you know, coaches and what they do and how they figure this out is – uh. You know, how you put the pieces to the puzzle. I think we got some pieces. Like, I know we got some pieces. Mm-hmm. And you even got young pieces like Rayvon and Eldrin, who who looked apart right away to me. But you know how I go, man. We, we got to see this. A long, it's a long journey, man. Yeah. But they got some pieces. Like, it looks apart. Uh, size, ability, speed, strength. It's all there now. It's got a... Got to lay that foundation down and figure out what works best. You know, you don't call, I, I you don't like call the direction. You don't call him Jizzle. He's got to earn that. Yeah, you know, Elgin. You know, head coach now, Jay. You oh, call me by their real names, right? You know, yeah, yeah, but I like yeah, him though. Don't get it twisted. Hey, hey, 
I like you. You watch I like you. I'm glad you're a bear cat, young fella. <laughs> I'll be calling in a few years, man. Just this is gonna stay tapped in. I mean, when you look at him, he looked like a running back, doesn't he? He do, he do like physically just built already for this. I, I told asked you. him. This was like I think he About was only there a week, and I had asked him. I'm like, you been lifting? He like, really? I ain't even been lifting. I really just got here, and his body was already filled out. So, you know, he 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 be all right. Wants to play open gym. Some abilities, man. They got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people are going to want to hear from you now. If you watched Open Gym, <laughs> yeah, yeah want to hear about everybody. Jim, look, <laughs> they ain't gonna get it out of me. I just look. I'm just there to soak it in. Um, I'm quiet. I don't want nothing leaked. It's not my fault. Don't blame me. <laughs> Jamil's a big dude, isn't he? Nah, it's a big boy. I mean, you know, when I was calling games last year, you know, for Temple, we had no answer for him. We had zero answer for him. If he was in a better shape, he probably would have 40. But, uh, <laughs> but I like him. I, you know, I like the kid from Utah State. Like, it's all interchangeable. That's why I'm interested to see, you know, how you put the pieces of the puzzle together. Because all bigs are different. You got a big body skill when they can shoot. You got one that just really is rim protected but dunk everything. You got another one in Vic that's been there, a vet. We saw what Vic can do when Vic he helped. Double guy. He missed the yeah. double double pretty much, so yeah, you know I'm pieces, man, pieces. But you got to put the puzzle together. So it's it's better to have some talent than not have none. I mean, he he good in that uh, aspect. Day day, what's good? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. You long time. Yeah, doing pretty good, man. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, my bad. Easy, Dave. Easy. <laughs> Dave's just taking over the whole show. What have you been up to, Day Day? Catch us up. How you been? Nothing much, man. I've just been chilling. Uh, I actually just got back from Africa a couple weeks ago, uh, playing in the basketball Rwanda League. Um, other than that, man, you know, sticking, sticking with the family guy, you know, still getting accumulated to this uh, fatherhood thing, so... You know, just just staying up to date with everything. It doesn't get easier. Mine's twelve. <laughs> That's yeah. bad advice, dog. Yeah, <laughs> that was depressing as hell, Chad. Like, so it just doesn't get easier. Yeah, yeah. Right. Totally trying, to spend, trying to spend all my money every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She That's she's got good. the same line every time. I every day I come home, there's a new Amazon package at the house. That <laughs> sound that sound about right. She tries to say, you said I could. No, 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 no. But, you know, it's fun sometimes. <laughs> you guys would have loved it. I just did my first AAU Volleyball Nationals this week in Orlando. Was that? Daughter played? Yeah, she played. Uh, they were all right. They went four and six. They had one really bad day, one really good day. Kind of evened out between then. The bad day they played a they played a team from Houston that finished second in the tournament, twelve and under. They had a girl that was six two. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. That good down south yeah, living right there. Center somewhere yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, her dad some was good. Some good little spikes. Her dad was seven foot, uh-huh. and her brother yeah. was sixteen, and he was six ten. Oh yeah, like, wow, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, she definitely yeah. got great jeans. Okay, right like, yeah. jeans right there. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, these are Kelsey's team's got normal size 12 year olds. Yeah. Five three, five four. Then this girl's up above the net, like ah. Yeah. <laughs> right to their okay. face. <laughs> but you know, it was it was good. It was a good experience for the kids. That's good. Yeah, that. that's what make them better, though. You know, you need to see yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember. You world. go to that first big tournament when you're little, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. "Oh, I got work to do." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the goosebumps. That's the best part there. about it. I remember watching all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a long that's time ago. You find out your true talent. You got to put in a little bit more work, or if you one of them ones. It was a long time ago, Shaq. <laughs> not, not that long not ago. Six right years now. ago. Yeah, seven for when me. When you were playing AAU? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not yet. That's about twelve. Yeah, about twelve. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, about twelve. Oh. I'm thinking yeah. back to Kev. Like I probably watched Kevin like a decade ago. Like, yeah, 2011, 2012. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, graduated. Christ. That's crazy. Yeah, really used to be at them games. I still am. Still you still, you still be going? You, oh, you yeah. Still? Okay. All right. I was, I I was in Memphis on Memorial Day. I'm going to be in Spartanburg, South Carolina, probably right after 4th of July. Okay. Oh, so okay. you still getting to it. still outside. Yeah. Hey, my, my job don't stop. I still got to go watch the young guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. I saw Jizzle a couple times last year. There we go. Really, like, okay. really liked what I saw from him. So, you know, that was that was I mean, I've seen Ray for three, four years now. Tyler McKinley, know his yeah. game well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I see a lot, man. You see all the real, yeah. yeah. You know what's going what, on. What'd you think of Davion, Kevin? Uh Day Day. The, the new Day Day. There's a new Day. I like I like I'm, yeah. you know, Chad, I, you know, hey, you know, I ain't never gonna down a player. I like all players, you know. It's it's hard, you know. You lose Mike out of Woods and DDJ, you know. It always looked good, but I know how the real games go. You know, this yeah. is this this is a different level. So that PG spot, that's an important, important role. You know, I, I think he got the abilities though. He can shoot it. I'm watching him in shooting drill, probably hit 10, 12 in a row. So I, I see ability from the shot. He like he like a lot stronger than what I thought from paper. He, he didn't yeah. got a little bulkier. Um, but, you know, Chad, I'm from the land of the big guards. Like, shit, I play with a 6'4", 2'15", point guard. So, <laughs> it, I don't really know the little, you know what I'm saying? I just you know, like I just support it. If, if it worked, it worked. Like, shoot, make some shots, make some plays. But he got ability. Like, that's what I'm like. They, I see a lot of ability from so many positions. But I do know it's only one ball. It's only 40 right. minutes. So yeah, it's gonna be who's gonna fit in that role, like what role where everybody can really execute. And that's what you know when you can't see it in an open gym, but I see ability, man. So it's, it's, it's a chance, man. You know Troy wasn't 215. How about 205? <laughs> <laughs> I like That was our last year. That was our senior year after he had been through the trenches with it. 
fault. Fault. I don't even think it was 205. I'm like 209. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting five for the nine. Yeah, we're, yeah, we, we, we dropped it. <laughs> we're in like 210. So, Shaq was like, can I borrow five? Can I get five? Well, you know I need about 10. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't start getting away until my senior year for real. <laughs> I ain't gonna this lie. Right. Uh, I used to. No, no. Bugged out. <clears throat> Hello. Dan, what's, it, what's it like getting to come back and be around with these these guys this year? Hopefully. <laughs> What he up, said, Dede? You talking today? Oh, he said you yeah. talking to me. Oh, look, man. Hey, I ain't even gonna lie. It's like a, it's like a dream come true. Like me, we, us three, we talk pretty much every day, and I already told him, like, look, man, whether if I'm playing or if I'm not playing, I'm I'm coming out there because I just I got to see my brothers, man. I got to see my guys, and you know, Kevin was able to make it happen where he could join me onto the squad, so. I'm just really excited to play with my brothers one more time, and you know we 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 looking to, to do something big this year, man. We trying to trying to you know go a little ways, make it past that first round, and, and get that that nasty netty name back on top. How's the bunnies? You, you got hops, or you getting too old for that shit now? Oh, nah, nah. You know, they, they never go nowhere. I got, you know, the, the knees is a little sore here and there, but they, they, <laughs> yeah. they don't go nowhere. They don't, they don't leave. Hey, he yeah. going to surprise somebody. Watch. He, yeah, he, it's, it's going to be a lot of body in a game man. like this. Really? You made it sound like. You made it sound like you're going to be the Udonis Haslam of this team. Oh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, you're going to be playing now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm definitely well, what's, the, what's Udonis Haslam we time out, though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can come be that guy. Right. Like, the, sure, the enforcer. LeBron? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we I'm definitely looking to get active with the guys, man, and, and you know, rebuild some chemistry that we had a couple years ago. You were up here last year, weren't you? No, you were up that week, no, weren't you? No, no, no. No, he wasn't here. Nah. When you, I remember seeing you at some two point. Years that, was that was two years, years ago. ago. Two years we weren't ago, even in right. yeah, we weren't in there. Yeah, that's that's when y'all came up and you were having your fun weekend, the fun reunion. Yeah, weekend. I don't know, I don't know. I think we were just visiting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, wasn't a, that wasn't a business trip. That was uh, a personal yeah, trip. We always had some fun, man. We gotta enjoy each other, man. Sure, man. <laughs> I remember Kev showing up saying he hadn't slept all night. We're hungry. Over I said he slept on the floor or the couch or something that night. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Everybody else had a bed. I mean, you know, that was that was the point of that weekend, though. I think was well, that the first time you guys have been back together since you left mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. And then that's when we, you know, you guys started talking about it. I was like, I know, I know. like the TBT is a young man's game. They, they, mm-hmm. the, the first TBT team was uh, not, not to say anything bad, but those guys were ten years out of college. Like when you look at the teams that are winning in TBT, it's guys like you guys that are still right in that prime yeah. of your yeah. career yeah. area. 
100%. All right, boys. Kev, you got to let people know how they can donate. Like, let people know what we got to do. There we go. So, uh, you know, I want to. We're doing the get, same thing as last year? A <clears throat> uh, little different. A little different. So, uh, you know, I want to I wanna explain this a little bit to tell all our fans and, and all chat listeners. Uh, now that Nasty Natty, we are a nonprofit organization. And uh, this year I brought more calls involved on what we're doing through the game of basketball. <laughs> So uh, truly, man, we got a goal that we're trying to reach. And uh, I'll put this out on Twitter. Uh, you can go spend your money at Ryan, guys. Uh, you can go spend your money at Holy Grail. You go spend your money at Mio's Pizza. Ask them for the QR code. They also got them as well. And those are huge supporters of us, so, so shout out to them. But we, um, I'll put this out on social media. Like I said, it's a link. Tap the button very quick. But we do have a goal, and uh, we donate 20% of our revenue this year to uh, a nonprofit organization, Karen Wellington Foundation. They are uh, working with our inner city kids through a program called Saturday Hoop. Uh, and they provide a ton of stuff, man. It's been going on for years. Uh, they do four different locations. One is in uh, Wind Terrace, Avondale, uh, down at Ziegler Park, and also the West End. And... Uh, Pretty much, man, through the game of basketball is how you enter. It's for any ages. It's a lot of people that don't have a lot of opportunities, uh, which comes from our inner city. And they, they provide yoga classes, you know, reading classes, um, all kinds of things to just to build a better foundation and give some re resources to these kids to try to stop the gun violence. Uh, so shout out to them. Really, really important cause for us to hear. Uh, It'll explain everything. We got a goal. Um, this is bigger than just us and our team. Uh, this is about our Cincinnati community. And uh, we asking for you guys to help us reach that goal. So send this over to Chad. Chad, you can post this through the broadcast journal and everything. Literally a click of a button, explain everything. And, uh, please, man, we really appreciate if you guys help us reach this goal and do something special, not only for us, but it's actually for our community. Uh, to continue to make this a better place. So uh, if you're interested also, man, they, they're willing to, to – you can pop in. Ziegler Park on Saturdays from 10 to 12 o'clock. You can pop in as a volunteer. They're really good people. Uh, Robbie Wellington, big uh, leader about it. So like I said, Ziegler Park on Saturdays. Dope event. Um, we're collabing with them. We want to continue to make our community a better place. Um, so, yeah, just click this link. Chad will have it. I'll have it on the Nasty Natty site. Um, it'll be on Instagram, which is Nasty Natty uh, TBT. And, um, Facebook, it'll be just about everywhere. So please help us support. And I appreciate you, Chad. I got you. Dede, your daughter want to host the rest of the show? <laughs> I told you she, she'd be all over the place. Say hey. Say hey, everybody. Hey. All right, well, I can't wait to see you guys when you get to town, man. You know, I always love chopping it up and uh, catching up with everybody. Appreciate that. Yeah, oh, appreciate man, it's, uh, again, Chad. I appreciate you. it, dog. You know, we'll catch up. I'll be seeing you soon. Dave, oh, yeah. thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, yeah, thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. you guys. We'll talk soon. All right. There you go. Thanks. Nasty Natty. TBT. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Everybody get to uh, 
to supporting the crew and uh, getting them to their goal. Like they said, 20% going to a, a wonderful local charity, local uh, foundation that uh, does a lot of good work. So always good to have those guys in. Always love chopping it up and uh, and getting some some old stories. And I miss those guys, man. Like that that was my crew. It's a fun fun group to uh, to watch and and it you know it kind of gives you like some old memories of like getting to watch players grow from freshman to senior, which you don't really right. see a ton of right. anymore uh, <laughs> for for various reasons. But but yeah, I mean those were some a lot of fun memories, a lot of fun uh, good conversation with them. I thought it was interesting. You know, Kevin's talking about like, you know, what goes into these games. And I think that they, like you said, it's not that they just kind of like showed up and thought it was an exhibition, but he's talking about, you know, how we're going to cover screens and how we're, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel like they have a a much better grasp on, uh, you know, what is truly needed to to be successful in this tournament, uh, this go around compared to last year. Yeah, I mean, when you when you do something like this for the first time, and it's a an event that's been going on, I think for five six years now. Oh yeah, I mean, um, easy. It feels like it's yeah. You got a bunch of teams that that know what it's about and have gone through like that initial stage of like we were all great college players. We played on highly ranked teams. We made every NCAA tournament we ever, you know had a chance to qualify for we're going to show up and we're going to win and uh it it ain't it ain't that easy no uh ed wants to know why tobes isn't on the team tobes works in construction now not basketball (laughs) (laughs) if you listen these guys are all playing pretty high level professional basketball around the world uh tobes is building locker rooms so a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. A little bit different. Um, so there you go. There's your, your Cincinnati basketball fix for the day. You want to get to our, uh, where, where do you want to start, Dave? We got a lot <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Where, where did, did you want to start? I didn't have June 21st is like the, uh, we got several things we can discuss. Uh, I don't know. And do so you there's, to... Like you got to know by now, it's always something. Oh, I know, but like this, just in the last couple of days too, there's been, you know, uh, I don't know. Do you want to start with Cruton or uh, Team Ticker Big 12 segment of the week? Let's do Cruton first, and then we'll do the Team Ticker Big 12 segment of the week uh, following that. All right. All right. Uh, a couple – Couple big, you know, couple important commitments this weekend. Which one has Dave the most excited? Monte Whedon? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, because I broke the commitment while I was in an airplane. Uh, you know, fly, flying. I think we were probably over Florida by then. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm confused. How a guy who plays at a pretty well-known program in Washington, D.C. and has offers, like legit offers from 
Texas, Florida State, Maryland, obviously Cincinnati, and several other teams is not rated on 247. Like, I'm, re- I'm still trying to figure out how that works. But I, I really, really like his tape. Um, I, sh- I should just pull up what I said already about him for anybody that's not on Twitter or the board. I mean, I think I put it on both. Um, but I think he compliments Simeon Coleman really well, which is another DC guy. They, they've seemed to have started a, a little bit of a, I won't call it a pipeline, but uh, you, know, you have Brian Sims in the 2022 class, who is, I guess, 2023 class. Who is yeah. who enrolled early and looked pretty? He looked pretty well. I mean, I don't think he I really, like him. I like him a lot. You know, he's he's just there a few months or whatever during spring ball, but he he definitely seemed uh, well put together and 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 on that type of a trajectory. But you've kind of developed a little bit of a a little bit of some connections now in the D, DMV. Um, but. I'm confused how he's not rated, but that's neither here nor there. I just think he's a really good pairing uh, looking hopefully down the road with Coleman. Coleman is more to me like the true middle linebacker take on the guard run stopper, so to speak. And Whedon plays that, but he also plays some edge. And I think he's more of the kind of like some of the linebackers slash outside rush guys that Louisville had last year. Yeah. He's going to be more of the attacking, uh, you know, trying to wreak, wreak havoc uh, type, type of linebacker. So I think they would, they work well together. Kind of what, what the, what they'll call a will, I guess, in this system. Yeah. But I think they're both kind of inside linebackers to me. Yeah, I mean they 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 are. One is more. I just think Win seems to have just more overall athletic ability, more more versatility. From like you could line him up outside um, in a two point stance, probably passing downs if you wanted to, stuff like that. Yeah, but no, I, um, it's a good one. They added a, a an offensive lineman that. Looks like more of an interior guy, probably projects to an interior guy. I know there's some belief on the staff that he has the length to potentially play tackle. Um, but ultimately, go get as many big guys you, as you can get. And Jace Mitchell's looks like he fits the part of like an aggressive, kind of pretty mobile uh, line or uh, yeah. offensive lineman. Yeah, he's the one guy I haven't really gotten to watch yet, but I'll, I'll just say, like, given, again, this is not a knock, but, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like, whether it's been eval or coaching, the offensive line did not progress the way we all had hoped over the last couple of years. So I'm not really going to be too critical on – virtually any offensive line recruit at this point. Like I'm going to allow time to run its course on a new system, new coaches and, and see what develops from, from that standpoint. I I mean, I think they need bigger, more athletic 
offensive linemen across the board. That's I don't think that's like a huge secret. <laughs> um, right. So, you know, like you said, you know, Louisiana produces a lot of talent. Uh, go down there and, and get a guy and, and see and see what you can can do with him. Um, and then add another safety as well. Yeah, where, where are we at now? I'm sorry. I'm, give me a name. Uh, give me a name. Oh, well, yeah, that one. Or no? No, I thought we already. Yeah, we already did that one. I don't know, man. I like, know. I, I... <laughs> I know. It all runs together. It all runs together. Let's see. Uh, Whedon, Mitchell, Sabor. Should probably be more prepared. We probably should, but, you know. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I know. I listened to... We're both fresh off a week in Florida. (laughs) Well, I would have, I think I would have rather been in Florida. That's, that's... Where were you? Um, I was in Jamaica. Oh, well, that's way better than Florida, other than being at mm. the center of the sun. It was, it was you, you hot. Didn't, you didn't enjoy the Jamaica experience? <laughs> it was hot. It was, it was fine. It was, hot. it was fine. It was a good also time. Also hot to see Florida. some, a lot of, a lot of friends, you know, so it was, it was a good trip. I was there for the. Perfect number of days. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, I know you guys have you guys talked about it Monday a little bit. I think it was Monday nightcap. There's been a lot of conversation on the board when it comes to like expectations of recruiting as a whole and class ranking and and one for me like class ranking right now, like we're not comparing apples to apples. I mean, I had right. to send a message to Alan to get Quavo Sabor added to the commit list five days after he committed. And he's a, <laughs> he's a high level. Like, so like how, you know, how many other schools is that happening for? We have three guys that don't have composite. Like, so like, whether they're an 80 compo- a total team ranking of some number, like at this point, I don't care because we're not, we're not, com- we don't have all the information. Um, I think it's also important to remember that when Luke first got here, he tried to recruit wide receivers a specific way and that didn't work. And he, was trying to bring a Big Ten model to the AAC, thinking, well, I mean, it's a step down from the Big Ten. I'm sure this will work, and it didn't. So you kind of have, like, not a leap of faith, so to speak. Like, I'm not saying it's not without conversation and not without criticism. But, like, it's you kind of just have to see what happens, especially with, like, your first full high school class. Last year's high school class was, I mean, it was cobbled together. You're trying to keep his as many guys as you can. Um, so it's, it's very hard for me to be, to have any sort of opinion on that. But for this one in particular, like there are pieces that I absolutely like. Like I think they're doing a very good job in the secondary. Um, I really like Kale Woodburn and Dakari Anderson as far as the interior wide receivers. Now they need to go out and get some more guys on the outside, I think, and guys that can be developed. 
Um, Cause we know where the, the wide receiver room is still, you know, they've added pieces, but a lot of it's been transfers. You never know how that's going to pan out. Some of those guys are going to be one of your guys. You're, you don't want to be put right back in the same situation next year where you're relying on a bunch of transfers. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think I'm taking more of a, you know, wait and see approach. I don't have some, number or some position in the national rankings that they need to hit. Um, you know, the conversation about like stars and everything always cracks me up because I'll take all the stars you want. Like you can, you can tell me all day long about the sauce gardeners and, and Jason Kelsey's and I'll say like, yeah, that's awesome. And, and those guys are, they should be celebrated, but then I will go, well, look at everybody that's winning the national championship and look at everybody that's competing for the big 12 championship. Like we're in the big 12. Now you're not going to get those special seasons like 2021 with a bunch of dudes that you're waiting to develop in year three and four. Like you have to raise the floor. You have to get some higher level players and, whether that's five stars, four stars, a bunch of guys that are right on the fringe of, I don't, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but like, right. You know, when you talk about the goal has changed, like they clearly were able to win the AAC with development and some, some high end, a few high end guys. The majority of the high end guys didn't pan out for being honest. Um, so yes, you need to be you always need to be able to find under-recruited players. And you always need to be able to take a guy that's a mid-three star and has some middle of the road power five conference offers and get him and turn him into a sauce gardener. But what is more likely going to happen, Chad? That you're gonna do that with like 10 guys a class, or that the teams that get 10 plus four and five stars a year are the ones vying for a national championship. So I think the here's kind of what, what stands out to me. I think the conversation is often misguided because there's such a broad uh, range of three stars. There is like five stars is a very specific range. Yeah, there's like Four 25 stars. to 30 every year. I think it's 30. What they do is they 32 because there's 32 first round picks. So okay. that's that's 24-7's kind of uh, take on five stars. Right. And then four stars, they would like it to go to 247, basically the top 250 kids. Right. Or the, the 225 kids that whatever aren't five stars. Um, that does, depending on the year, it can bleed over. Um, but when you're talking about three stars, I think if you're living in the consistently living where a large portion of your class is in that 80 high 86 to 88 range, you're not far off from like, it, it, like it's not, if you're building a class of 83, 84, 85, which if we're being honest is what most of those guys that fickle turn into a playoff team. But that was also an outlier because they hit so many times in that range um, that it that it skewed things. I I think there's a difference to where three star guys 
as long as you're dealing with the top of the three-star range, are still really damn, like, they have the measurables. They have the size, the speed. They, like, they might not have all of them combined, like the guys at the top, but but there's a lot to like about guys that are, you know, 86-5 and up. You know, 86-5 all the way up to 89, which is typically where four-star starts. Um so as long as you're landing largely in that spot and you can develop, I think you're in good shape. Now, is that to say you can do it without getting four stars? No, that's not to say that. But it's to say you're right in that same it, – it's like kind of looking at, at basketball where, like, you're – you got a kid that's like 84. Well, he wasn't a top 75 guy, which is where you want to you want to stay in that top 75 range more often than not. But if you got a guy that's 96, you still got a chance to have gotten a really good player. Yeah. And um I, I just think we we spend so much time focusing on the star. Is he a three star or four star or whatever? We don't spend enough time looking at how thin the margin is no, I agree. on where these um, guys are ranked. I think a segment, I don't know how big the segment is, but I think a segment of our fan base maybe holds on to the whole like diamond in the rough. Sure, I agree. Stars, stars don't matter thing a little too tightly. Um, because I will just say this, as someone who follows a blue blood, I mean, they've won a national championship in the last 30 years. Tennessee is a blue ball. They've had some lean years, but they've got every resource imaginable. We're in the Big 12 now. We're not going to develop our way to a Big 12 championship. You have to raise the floor, like you're talking about. You have to bring up the floor to where, like, the lowest rated player in your class is in the mid to you know, 85, 86 range. Right. And you also have to get some damn dudes. Like, you got to go in and you got to compete with the big boys and you got to pull, you know, a class that was shaping up to be what our class was going to be last year. You know, Which was what, five, five six, or six four-stars? Six four-stars. I think it was six four-stars and then another – three guys that were in like that 88 to four star range. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like people are, people might not like it. You could tell me about it, but like, you're not going to just like diamond in the rough, develop your way to a big 12 championship. Yeah. And I've I've got no argument with that. Like, I think that's, that's factually correct. You're not, you're not 84 and 85 in your way to, success at the highest level in the big 12. That's just not how it works. No, Ten- Texas is because we're going to talk about them later. Texas is 2023 class. Now, obviously we're, we're talking the, the one of the bluest of the blue bloods and the, 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 the athletic department that I think has the biggest budget in the country versus a team just now going into the big 12. So it's not apples to apples in any sense of the imagination. They have 14 five and four stars in their 2023 class. And they have and have had similar classes for a long time. And they have not won the Big 12 in I don't even know how long. So you know why? 
Because none had, of those guys have been NFL players. Well, and they've had bad, some bad coaching and some bad development. So there, that always is a part of it. But, like, if they're not doing it with the top-of-the-line guys because they haven't been able to develop and because of coaching, we and have there's to definitely, then, There's definitely not a Texas bump or anything like that. No, 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 no. I mean, these, these dudes are pretty – I mean, I don't think Arch Manning got a bump because he went to Texas. He might have got a bump because he was Arch Manning. Uh, he's there's pretty damn good. There's some conversation on that topic that's out uh, there. Maybe. <laughs> but, but I, again, I don't buy the like the bump thing. Like, yeah, it happens a little bit, I don't but it, it. I mean, I've seen it happen, Dave. I've orchestrated it happening. Like, yes, yeah, it yeah. happens. But the, the bottom line is it doesn't matter because once you get them on campus, it, none of that shit means anything. And you have to they're either live up to their hype or you develop them into being a better player. Right. Well, I think that's where people get caught up in the stars don't matter thing. It's it's what you do with them when you get them. But they still matter. <laughs> the, the numbers say they still matter. Uh, the, the, the guys that are winning championships – them being drafted at the top of the NFL draft are generally guys that were rated higher than most. Are there outliers? Sure. There are outliers. Oh, of, co- in of course. It's, it's not a perfect science. If it was like, you know, you know, some of these guys wouldn't, they wouldn't be going like, you know, if you knew, if you knew sauce Gardner was going to be the number four pick in the draft, do you think he would have, he would have gone to Cincinnati? Michigan and Michigan State might have paid a little bit more attention if they were aware of what. Like, hey, here's a guy that Alabama, who has the number one wide receiver in the country, is going to go. I'm not throwing at him. Nick Saban's like, I don't want anything to do with that. Well, here I'll he just might have we'll gotten just, a little bit more attention. This is a fun one to do. The the 2020 recruiting class. We'll, we'll go through some of these players. Uh, Bryce Young was number one. So he was the number one pick in the draft this year. DJ Uyungle was number two. He's still in college, transferred to Oregon State. Brian Brzee, number three. He was, a, I think he went in the back end of the first round this year. Julian Fleming at Ohio State wide receiver. He's still in school, likely first round pick. Will Anderson, number five. He was the... Uh, third pick in the draft. Gervon Dexter was number six out of Florida. He was the second rounder. Keely Ringo was number seven. He dropped to like the third round. Paris Johnson Jr., number eight, sixth pick. Uh, Jalen Carter, Georgia, number nine player in the, the 2020 class. He was the 13th pick and dropped. Uh, Eric Gilbert has had an interesting career. We'll leave it at that. Justin Flo has been injured a bunch. Trenton Simpson went in the third round. Drew Sanders went in the thir- third round. Miles Murphy was 14. The Bengals took him in the first round. Jackson Smith and Jigba was 15. He went in the first round. Like, they don't miss a ton. Like, you need the yeah. dudes. Bijan Robinson was 21st. Michael Mayer was 23rd. Peter Skaronsky was 27th. CJ Stroud was 29th. Broderick Jones was 30th. All those guys went in the first round. All five stars. 
Now, obviously, there are classes that are are not like. And obviously, this. five stars like those are the physical freaks, the kids that look like juniors in college when they're seniors in high school. Right, but my point is, they still ended up being those players. Right, and you're you still we need to, you know, whatever the number ends up being, three class, four class, six class. That's going to depend on the success of the program. Um. But they they have to have to raise that that expectation. They have to uh, be able to get those type of, of players moving yeah. forward if we want to win Big Twelve championships, which I think everybody does. Yeah, the mission here is not to compete, right? The mission here is to to do what Cincinnati has done in the Big East, what they've done in the American, and that's win the league. Yeah, and to do that, you have to recruit at a high level. That that's not a shock. With Texas I, and I Oklahoma just, leaving, like they, yeah. they're they're you know they're gonna they're behind the eight ball in areas versus the, some of the remaining teams, but they're well ahead of some of the remaining teams as well. Like based on recruiting ground and and just stuff, you know a bunch of other things. Like they're go, they're well positioned to be competitive and and make an effort. To win the league, I just think you gotta, you know, however, however you do it. I know the portal's a much bigger thing now, so that's gonna play into it. But you're, you can't become a portal program. It's never gonna work. You're never gonna get the buy-in. You're never gonna get the consistency. Um, so, and I don't necessarily think that's the goal. I mean, that was what needed to be done this year. But I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be shocked if we see. 20 plus no, I mean you are, they already have 13 commits you know I think there's might be one or two out there that have not announced yet um so I mean if you've already got say 15 high school commits you're gonna add a few more like you're not gonna need to take some 20 something more portal guys right it's uh it's gonna be an interesting storyline to continue to watch develop right for sure that's uh that's the key all right you want to get to a couple couple defensive linemen what go ahead go ahead oh they had a couple defensive linemen it looks like on campus today in the 20 24 class um one that earned an offer marquazy parker from west memphis arkansas defensive lineman we list him at 63250 i watched this is where like the just not okay so i watched his tape and he is unrated doesn't have a ranking he has five offers i think memphis is the best one yeah. I watched his tape, and then I also watched um, Eiler from Chicago, Simeon, who was on campus today, but I, his tweet was very vague. Like, I, I don't know if he was just visiting, if he has an offer, if he was camping, if it was an official visit, unofficial, whatever. Watched his tape. Very, very similar player. He's rated an 85 and has... 
like 20 offers, half of which are from, from power five schools. And I, I like, I think I like the other outside of Beeler's get off, like initial get off, I think is better. I think I like the other guys take more who they offered today. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a good amount of faith and trust in Walt with, with both his eye for, for what he wants and also what he's been able to do from a developmental standpoint. I think they need an influx of defensive linemen. I don't think, you know, if Dante plays the way we hope he plays, it's hard for me to imagine him back next year. Briggs is gone. Van's gone. Kresiak is gone. Um, like, they need more defensive linemen. So, I know that NC State is after Garrison Butler pretty hard, so that's one to watch in this class. So it makes sense that they're still uh, looking, but you know there's two two guys in in this class that they're looking at, and then Traymore Harris, a wide receiver from Winton Woods, which I kind of laugh about, put out a top five today that UC was involved in. I did like his graphic that had bags of money on it. Um, along with Purdue. Was, was Kentucky also involved? No, they're not. Wow. Purdue. Super Indiana, sleeper. Yeah, Purdue, Indiana, Michigan State, and Liberty, which is Liberty. That's a funny one with bags of money. Um, for, for, a dip, for a totally different reason. But, I mean, I'm not sure how to read this one. I think he was at Indiana last weekend, and our site – claims that he's somehow going to visit Michigan State and Purdue this weekend at the same time. I'm not sure how that'll work. I don't think he's officially visited UC, uh, so I'm not really sure how much stock to put into that. And we all know the trials and tribulations that the Bearcats have had recruiting and getting players to actually enroll from Winton Woods High School. No comment. <laughs> that is 2024 recruiting. Uh, 2025 recruiting they had a junior uh, what do you, camp today that I would say had a heavy, heavy 2025, or I'm sorry, local flair. Local, to it. yeah. There were guys it's in all like kind of the local, the local deal. Yeah, there was guys in all classes, 24, 25, and actually 26 there. Uh, some of the headliners were, excuse me, I was going to burp. Uh, Withrow, wide receiver, Quentin Simmons in 2025. He's top 15 Ohio guy already, has a UC offer. Uh, 2025 Taft, offensive defensive lineman, Drayden Pavey. Top 30 guy, has an offer. He, he seems like a kid that might want to, you know, be in, could be an early commit for the 25 class. He's been on campus a bunch. Seems to have a an interest in staying home. And then 2026, Lakota West linebacker athlete Cam Thomas. He's already got a Georgia Tech offer and some MAC offers. I think he's going to be a high-level recruit. Him and Pavey apparently are good to very good friends. So they were taking pictures today together. Um, See how that goes. Obviously, 2026 is a long way away. Grant Bierman, linebacker, Westchester, Ohio, Lakota West, offered today in the 2025 class. And then also offered today after the camp that I've seen so far is Eric Gale, 
2025 Withrow defensive end. Uh, Matt asks, is the local talent better in, in 2025? It's hard for me to say. I haven't seen really any of these guys play football. You can only really go off the rankings. It's not there at the top. Like, I think there's only one or two Cincinnati guys in the top 10 or 12, but there are a bunch, <coughs> excuse me, in that 15 to 30 range where there is not, that's not really the case in the 24 class. I think the 25 yeah. class overall is probably from one to say, 40 or 50. Now this is going to change greatly. I mean, we're talking about sophomores in high school to be juniors. Um, so it's going to change, but I think the, the 2025 class is probably deeper uh, in the greater Cincinnati Dayton area than the 24 class. And I think that benefits you see, because I, we want them, we want the coaches to hit the ground running locally. It's just a hard thing to do, man. I mean, you guys talked about it. Luke was a unicorn. You don't see coaches that coach in the same state their entire life, coach two programs in the same state. And when they move from one to the other, they just put on a different polo and walk right back in to the office of the guy that they've known for 10 years. Yeah. Like it was nothing, liked by everybody. Like nothing, like literally. He was coaching at Ohio State on Monday. He could go to Bishop whatever high school in Columbus on Tuesday with an Ohio State polo and then go in there on Wednesday with a UC polo. Like, it's it's just not – you just don't see that. Like, they're, this staff, these guys were not going to come in after getting hired in December, trying to keep the 23 class together, trying to get transfers to make the 23 team competitive – and also then be like, hey, all you 2024 guys that we haven't been recruiting yet, now we're going to start recruiting you and we and we want you to come here. Like, it's there's just – it's not all doable. Like, we like to think that they work 100 hours a week and they can just do it all. It's not all doable. They do work 100 hours a week and it's still not all doable. Like, that. that's oh, – you, you wouldn't believe the stories I've heard on like what work-life balance looks like for college coaches with the transfer portal now like that's why more and having, more of them are going to the nfl you just co yeah, you just or, coach or just, football or just getting out of sport college sports like just I, i'm done i'm good i can't fucking do this every day all day every day morning noon and night don't get to see my family don't know my like i i i forgot two of my kids names yeah, so like, I don't. I don't think not getting commits in the twenty four class from Ohio is is an indication of them like not focusing on it. Like, yeah, where are you going to go? We've talked about this before. Like, when you're new somewhere or you're in a, in the coaching world, like you're going to go where it's easy for you, where you have the relationship. Like any of us would do that, right? If I have a relationship in Georgia with a guy that I've known for 10 years and I've had five of his players play for me and they've all, like three of them have been uber successful, am I going to go to Atlanta and talk to him or am I going to drive to Cleveland and introduce myself to a guy that I've never met before when, when I'm first on the job? 
that has Purdue, Michigan State, uh, and, Michigan, and they've been yeah. and they've been there all the time. Yeah, like those relationships obviously have to happen. They they can't have they can't not happen in UCB successful. That's not what I'm saying. But like, right? They're the 25 class. I'll have criticisms in the 2025 class if we're like you know we signed 23 dudes and five of them are from Ohio, right? And three of them are from Cincinnati. Like, I'll have criticisms then. I just don't really see a point in it right now. Right. Plus, the dudes they're getting from Georgia are dudes. So, like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely some validity to uh, look. <laughs> like, we're going and getting top seventy five, top one hundred level guys from Georgia. That's important. So. Yeah, I think we'll we'll see where it goes. I don't know. You and I didn't talk today. I don't know if you've talked to anybody there. Like there isn't a. They can have visitors this weekend. I'm not sure if. I mean, they did have the. Uh, how, how do we even pronounce their name? The twins. I'm just calling the twins. The twins. Yeah, the From twins. Chuck and and what's the other? What's the other one? Uh, uh, from CHCA. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of days for an official visit to offensive linemen. That would be huge. Um, I think they're pretty. No, I shouldn't say this. I, this is speculation. They had been thought to be pretty heavy Michigan state leans, and they are supposed to be visiting there this weekend. I get the sense yes. that based on some misses on Michigan state standpoint, that they will, if they still attend to visit, and I, I would expect them to, that they will get a big push to become Spartans. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But one's, one's more of a tackle, one's more of a guard. Like we just said, I'll gladly take them both. The Bearcats need some offensive linemen, some, uh, some highly sought-after ones, and I think both of those would be excellent additions if they could uh, – could make that happen. Yes, it would be nice. Do you know if they're having any visitors this weekend? I have not heard of any yet. That's not to say that they're not. I just have not heard. Right, of any you're yet. just. It's not a question that we've we've asked yet. Yeah. No, it's, I, I've, I just haven't. I don't oh, you, know. you have not gotten an answer. I have not been told <laughs> this is the visitor list for the weekend yet. Gotcha. So that's not to say that there won't be, just that I don't have that right info yet. Um, usually, you get a, a a pretty good feel by where we're at now on Wednesday. But a lot, you know, there's also everybody's trying to squeeze in, you know. Uh, these last these last little set right. visits. So yeah, if we if we get word that there are, obviously it'll be on the board immediately. Obviously. Oh, also, real quickly, twenty twenty four safety visited. Think did he visit this past week or the week before? I can't. 
Um, can't remember. Radarius Red Morgan put out a top six. This is some company. You want me, you want to see that? Hear this one? Sure. Alabama, Auburn, the U. Okay. Mississippi State, Florida State, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh huh. Now, obviously, none of that means anything if you don't get them, but um. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Has been in for a visit, so, you know, best of luck to make it happen. <laughs> uh, all right. You, are, are we good on recruiting? I think so. We had a, we had a lot come up the last couple of days. That is for sure. For sure. All right. Let's get to the team ticker Big 12 preview of the week. It is brought to you by Team Ticker, the one-of-a-kind sports sign for Bearcat fans. Thank you to everybody that got your team ticker for Father's Day. I know they had a, a big spike in sales, and a lot of that was, uh, was the Bearcat Journal community. So I hope all of you are uh, getting your Father's Day team ticker on the wall and uh i don't it's it's outstanding so if you don't have it yet make sure you do it's a local company started by two uc alumni it's easy to hang with the provided hanging kit if you're looking for the perfect addition to your man cave or a gift for that special bearcats fan go to teamticker.com pick up your team ticker today it's got a high-tech retro looking display free daily updates of the latest news stats schedules betting odds and more they're official, officially licensed through the Collegiate Licensing Company and manufactured here in Ohio. I know, Dave, sometimes I walk into the room and it's on and I see the info that's up there and I'm like, hey, will you guys chill? They're coming to Bearcat Journal for that information. <laughs> Relax. You don't have to give them everything yeah. on the team ticker. <laughs> can we get them to put our, since they're our sponsors, can we get them to put our Twitter handles? Will those flash up there? We could probably arrange that. Yeah, make sure Journal, to check Dan out Friendo. Bearcat Journal. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little, a little, bear, I mean, it's like six minutes of stuff. I bet we can make uh -huh. that happen. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. We're, so we don't, we didn't have a guest this week because we had the TBT guys. It's really difficult to do a show with two guests because they just, they go even too long for me. Yeah, I'm good. So we're going to take a look at a team that Cincinnati doesn't play this year. And I'll let Dave take it away with a preview of the Texas Longhorns. They're back. Hook them. Texas is Horn. back. Horns down. Is that what we do in the Big 12? We do horns uh, down? Apparently. But I think you get fined or penalized if you do that. What if you're not playing Texas and, like, you score and you do horns down? You probably you – do, do you still get penalized? That's what every other team should do with them in Oklahoma leaving. Like, no matter who's playing who, when you score, you just – everybody's celebration is horns down. I mean, I'm down with it. I don't uh, mind it. Texas is back. And if they're not back this year, they'll never be back. Because they're pretty damn loaded. And they are going to a much tougher conference. 
Um, I'm glad but, the Longhorns are not on the Bearcats schedule this year. <laughs> <laughs> but they they lost their their stud running back. They lost both their both their, both running their stud backs. running backs. Yeah, it's not going to be just an easy Texas. Well, is going to be incredible. Mm, no, because they never are. At least they haven't been recently. But right, you say, you mentioned that they lost Bijan Robinson and Rose Sean Johnson. They also bring back sixteen starters. That's a lot of starters. <laughs> it so is. They had a pretty good year. They they brought they uh so they bring back sixteen starters. They're preseason number nine in SP plus. Obviously, Quinn Ewers is the headliner. He's back. When he was healthy last year, he was pretty damn good. Like you mentioned, they lose Bijan and Roshan. Have one back that's kind of been waiting in the wings. And then five-star true freshman C.J. Baxter should get some damn action because he's a bad mother uh, at running back as well. Their wide receiver room is loaded. Xavier Worthy, Jordan Winnington, Isaiah Nair, A.D. Mitchell transferred in from Georgia. Like, they're not deplete of receivers they return all five starting offensive linemen including kelvin banks who was a freshman all-american last year they do lose they did lose 20 transfers uh three of which were along the offensive line as kind of rotational guys so their depth could be challenged if there's some injuries um defensively you know tavondre sweat byron murphy are two of the best interior guys in the league along with the Godfather at linebacker, they do have to replace Demar Demar Vion Demarion Overshone, who was kind of like their heart and soul, you know, main guy in the middle. But again, they they just got dudes ready to step in. We'll see how that goes. Jalen Ford and then true freshman again, Anthony Hill at linebacker. So you got Hill and Baxter, probably the, the five-star true freshman that they're kind of expecting to play. A good amount. I think corner could be a concern. Not like in, on a level that it's terrible, but just they brought in a transfer from um, Wake Forest, and they're just younger there. And then safety, they just decided, let's bring in Jalen Catalan from Arkansas, who is a freshman, all, all first-team All-American. Now he has battled like three straight years of injury. So if he plays all 12 games I'll be surprised. I mean, he got hurt in the first game last year against UC. So right. we'll see how that goes. Um, like this shows you again, though, this is where we go back to talking about recruiting and yes, you want the stars and all that, but you still need to develop them because seven departed players are currently on NFL rosters on an NFL roster from last year. I think UC might have double that. That are, you know, maybe not 14, but double digits. I don't think is is out of the realm to say that, like, without knowing them all off the top of my head, whether it's draft picks or, or free agent guys that are waiting to go into to training camp. So, like, they had talent, but it wasn't developed when you only get seven, seven guys on NFL rosters right now. Uh, their big games are at Bama week two, obviously Red River against Oklahoma, and then they have Kansas State and Tech at home, and they're at TCU. If they don't make the Big 12 championship game, it's a massive, massive disappointing season. 
who would you say is is their main like who do you expect to be their main competition for one of those spots them oklahoma i think there's like five i would say five teams are kind of like without knowing a ton about all of them yet i would say texas oklahoma texas tech kansas state and tcu those are the five that today i would be like if if one or none of those teams make the championship game, they'll be pretty surprised. I mean, that's right. almost, you know, that's a third of the league. It's five teams. I'm not exactly throwing out like two teams, you know, that are definitively favorites. Um, but like, I mean, for God's sakes, if, if they can't make it this year, when they have 16 starters back and, an entire offensive line returning and they're six, seven deep at receiver and, you know, four and five stars dotting every single starting position. Like when you're playing, you know, <clears throat> your other big 12 games are Baylor, Kansas, Houston, BYU, TCU or Baylor, Kansas, Houston, BYU, and Iowa State, like right, you have to go eight and one, seven and two, and make the championship game. Like, you, right. there's no excuse not to. I mean, maybe nine and zero. Oh. Like, you know, we we everyone jokes about Texas is back, Texas, but like, if they're not this year, then good luck next year. When are they gonna be right? But I feel you. I mean, I think Sark is a really good coach. Like, I, I mean, he does a lot of very, very creative stuff offensively. And, yes, it will be it will be something to have to do it without, you know, who I thought was the best just pure football player in college football last year in B. John Robinson. Um, but like I said, I mean, you've got all these dudes back on offense. Like, you really shouldn't miss a beat. Yeah. So, but again, I'm glad we don't have to play him. Yeah. I mean, it's one <laughs> of those just, things where, right. well, it, it's we're like, just not, it, it's, we're just not at that point yet. We're ready to go toe to toe with, with a roster like it's, that. It's kind of like Cincinnati in the American for the, for most of the last five years. Like they were just better than everybody they played except two or three teams. Yep. You know, if you were, if you were Tulsane talking about going to play Cincinnati, Cincinnati had more talent. Mm -hmm. That's where Texas is at the moment. All right. There you go. That's your team ticker. Talking big 12. We got a workshop. What, what we're going to call this. <laughs> We got like what? Uh, we've done two. We got eleven more to do. Do we have, a, do we have ticker, eleven more? The team ticker twelve. But it's fourteen. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the team ticker twelve. I think it, it, it fits. I just. You know, it doesn't sit well with me because there's we're, we're talking 13 teams. 
<laughs> I hope we can get them all in. Yeah. Oh. Um, I had an email while I was gone that I need to find Dave because what's next on what's next on the show rundown? Um, well, I just wanted to like get this on your. Uh, might be too late, unfortunately. Twenty four seven wanted a Big Twelve like uh, like like media day type thing from us. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> that we're supposed to do like you know pick the order of the Big Twelve. Um, yeah. Things of that nature that you know, we usually that we obviously do those. Missed. Oh, here we go. Predicted Big Twelve order of finish: Big Twelve champion, Big Twelve player of the year, Big Twelve offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, game of the year, and one big prediction. This has the deadline is Wednesday, July fifth. So we can do this next week on the show. Like this could be our okay. Talking twelve, the team ticker talking twelve. So that way we don't right. even have to be a team preview. But I say next week we come up with our our predicted order of finish, champion, player of the year, offensive and defensive, and coach of the year, game of the year. In one big prediction. I don't know the players well enough to be like, oh, yeah, this guy's defensive player of the year. I'm going to have to actually. Well, yeah, that's really... why it's fun to do it on air. Quinn, yours, offensive player of the year. Easy. <laughs> defensive player of the year. Like, just go find the returning guy that had the most sacks last year, right? Dante Corleone. There we go. Highest rated defensive player in the Big 12 coming into yeah. the season. See, we're already halfway there. Yeah. I mean, we can do it right now. I I'd know. rather not. Yeah. We're, yeah. What else you got? You got anything else on the plate? You got any conference expansion you want to hit on? Oh, man. It's got a, a, a fun, I mean, the San Diego State stuff is pretty hilarious. That is, like, so explain to the people. So they, Diego, they, they kind of, with they half-ass withdrew from, well, not West? according to the, not according to them. Well, according but, to the Mountain West, they did. Well, yes, because they followed the bylaws <laughs> the, to re to withdraw from the conference. So yeah, basically, San Diego State sent a letter to the Mountain West, the president, the conference as a whole, and the eleven other presidents, basically say, asking for, or basically telling them we intend. To withdraw from the conference, but we would yeah. like uh, an to an extension on time. We would like to have a conversation based on um, can we make this payment over a, a period of time, installments, whatnot, and, and something else. And the Mountain West took that as, okay, we're going to start drafting up your uh, withdrawal papers because you the bylaws say that when you withdraw from the conference you send that to the conference and the 11 presidents and that's what you did and they and san diego state's like no 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 no. we just wanted to have the conversation 
about withdrawing right. and see if we can do these other things. And the Mountain West basically, you know, looked at them and went, no. <laughs> Which, why would they not? Um, so, because they don't, San Diego State does not have any sort of an offer from the Pac-12, because how could they when the Pac-12 does not have a new media rights deal? And they've, they've been consistent in saying, like, we're going to do the meteorites deal, then talk expansion. Well, San Diego State has a deadline of June 30th to withdraw for the 2024 season where they would only owe $17 million. That's why they're trying to get this month extension because there's no way in hell, even if the Pac-12 agreed to a deal tomorrow, that they're going to agree to the deal, do all the stuff on there and that they need to do, sign a grant of rights or whatever the hell they're going to do, and then also invite San Diego State before June 30th. Right. And San Diego State's not going to go to the conference, even if they, I mean, they might, if they invite them without knowing what the hell the TV deal is. Because what, are they going to go to the conference and the TV deal sucks and half the conference leaves? I mean, I guess it might still be better than the Mountain West, but it's just a very much like a, hey, hey, honey, like, I think I'm going to move in with this other person, but I need 30 days for them to like tell their significant other that they're also going to be leaving. But if they don't do it, then I'm going to come back. Right. That's so like, what did they expect? The Mountain right. West, like what, what, I don't get what they expect the Mountain West response. I don't know. Like, what they thought because we went to the national championship game in basketball this year that you were going to just be like, oh, yeah, just do whatever you want. Like, they don't get the tournament credits. The conference, those are the conferences. And if you take the tournament credits plus the $17 million in exit fee money, like, is San Diego State worth more than that to the conference? Where they're going to be like, oh, yeah, look, we'll do this. We'll give you an extra 30 days, and then we'll negotiate the buyout or the the leave money down, and we'll do it. Like, no, why would they do that? Why would they think – I mean, why would – it's just a dumb, unorganized plan. Like, why didn't you just, president, call the commissioner and be like, here's what we want to do, or is any of this agreeable to you? No, it's not? Okay, then this will just stay between me and you. <laughs> right. It seems so idiotic. But anyway, that's kind of where they sit. Obviously, the Pac-12 still does not have a, a deal. Today is one month from Pac-12 media days. Like, they get to media days without a deal? Good 100 bucks. 100, like 100 bucks. Oh, like, do you think they'll have one? There's nothing that suggests that they will. I know. There's nothing that suggests they're in like the the final stages. Somebody like will like will they get one? Prop sure, probably. But like, who is going to give? Like that's the thing is like they can say that they're confident and they're close all they want, but like they've been saying that for a year, right? Who who okay? Who is the who is the entity? That's that's doing giving right. This to you. We we know it, like if it's ESPN, it is at a drastically reduced rate. And if it's Apple, it's all streaming. It's not Fox. It's not NBC. Fox it's not would CBS. be in the same. I, 
I'm not going to count any of them out 100%, but Fox, ESPN, CBS, NBC, whoever, they, they're all in the same boat. Yeah, we'll take well, it for, for you know, nickels. The, the reason I'm less bullet, like, I, the reason I don't see Fox is Fox doesn't have the, the bandwidth, I guess is the right, but, like, they don't have the outlets that ESPN does. Right. ESPN could still get a lower-valued Pac-12 deal and have places to put them. Fox yeah, called, doesn't have that. It's called ESPN+. Plus. Well, but, I mean, even just... ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, like uh, 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 ABC, like ESPN has, even before you add in ESPN Plus, ESPN has a lot of, you know, different places that they could put things that Fox, it's basically just Fox and FS1 and I guess FS2, but like so few people have FS2. Like that would be, FS2 is akin to like ESPN Classic. Yeah, it's right. And Jason Shear from the Arizona 247 site, I mean, he's he's talked a little bit that like rumors, like 22.5, but he's like, I, I mean, it's a rumor because who is it? Who's giving it? Who's who's giving that money? Um, and there's some stuff in the Pac 12 that I don't even know if it, correlates to the big 12 like that 22 say it's 22 and a half million yeah well previously the pac 12 took a share so it was really the pac 13 the office took a share so is the 22 and a half million counting them taking a share or not counting them taking a share because if it's not right. then it's even less right. is the 22 and a half million counting the comcast overpayment or is it not? Because that's $70 million less right? total. And that's not a ton when you're talking about a billion-dollar contract. And that's, you know, you know, $8 million a team or whatever. But, like, that's there's questions there. Like, I don't know if the Big 12 takes a share of the meteorites deal. Like, I, I haven't seen it. I, I have no idea. Um, but, like. I just keep thinking of like, if someone truly wanted your product, they would have bought it by now. Right. And nobody, like everybody keeps looking at it. They keep picking it up off the shelf and then they they, put it back. And they keep going like, I don't really need this for this price. Right. We all do that. We want to go buy something, but then when we see it and we see the price associated with it, we're like, "Eh, do I really need it? I almost did that at Penn Station today, Dave. Have <laughs> well, you seen how much a regular cheesesteak is from Penn Station a, a now? A cookie? I don't know. I had one uh, a couple days ago. $14. No Inflation, fries. Man. Inflation. No fries. No drink. I think your Penn Station's ripping me off because I got two regular sandwiches for $22. They might, it might have changed. Why did it went up Monday? Because the last time I went... <laughs> It was not $14 for a regular sub. Well, then it would have gone no. down because I got them for like 11 Like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, if ESPN wanted it, they'd be like, okay, this isn't this isn't exactly how much we want to pay, but, like, we, we want it. And, we're in the ballpark, right. And, and we're close enough. Um, so, 
we'll, we'll pay you. So, but clearly that's not what's happening. Like they're saying like, you want us to pay you 20 and we want to pay you eight. Right. Like we're not going to bridge that gap. Without USC and UCLA, we especially, value you like the American. without that. Yeah, we value you like the American. So like, I mean, abject disaster. I don't know what other way to put it. If they right. go to media days without a TV deal. I, boy, boy, oh boy. I might, on my own dime, if this happens, fly to Vegas, I'll ask for, like, we should file for a credential, fly to Vegas, just so I can stand up and say, oh, yes, Mr. Klyovkov, David Smith with Bearcat Journal. I just wanted to know if you were still thinking about shopping at the Big 12 aisle. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, no further questions. <laughs> Mr. Klyakov, can you can you afford the Big 12 Dude, aisle? We're a, we're a month and 10 days away from the year anniversary of him saying that. I know. Getting on his high horse and blah, 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 Brett, your mark won't outdo me. I'm going to say something funny about how we haven't decided if we're going to go take any Big 12 teams. Yeah. How's that looking now, smart guy? Also, it's a it's a lesson in uh, how not to do things based on the Big Twelve or the the Pac Twelve having every opportunity to kill the Big Twelve two years, three a, years ago, whatever it was. You could have a whole PR class in college about how he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and, and a, like a three hundred level, not a one hundred level, like a three hundred level class on how he fucked up. <laughs> But yeah, I just want to just now, I've just been burning on the Penn Station thing since lunch today. I stopped at Penn Station to get Taryn and I sandwiches before the show, and it was fourteen dollars a sandwich. I did so did you get one for Taryn? Still, yeah, I did. Of course <laughs> I did. Of course I got the cookie. It was thirty four dollars for two sandwiches, two fries, and a cookie. Bro, that's a four dollar cookie. <laughs> it is a great. Their fry, like, their fries are, are, their fry prices are more outrageous than the sandwich price. Like, dude, you're That's just frying like, some well, potatoes. You don't need to hit yeah. me for six ninety nine for like a medium fry. Well, and and they cut them right there, like right in front of you. They cut. Oh, they cut the the, the four. They cut the fourteen cent potato, put it in yeah. the oil right next to you, and then charge you six dollars for it. His, uh, you're not a golfer, but the dude that founded Penn Station has an insane house thanks to his $14 sandwiches on uh, golf golf course fries. golf course out east of where I live that I played last year. They have real bison on the course. Like they're in a pen, but they're they have actual <laughs> like actual like buffalo on the course. That's great. That's great. But yeah, I mean I I don't I I think it says you'd get ran out of that convention center if you asked a question like that. Dave. I don't know. I think everybody would be laughing hysterically. Oh, it'd be great. At least all the other media people from the it'd representing the other schools would think it. Would the Johns, probably think it, the Johns would not be happy. Oh well, the John, the Johns, the Johns haven't been right about a lot for the last year, so I'm not sure they have much of a leg to stand on. They've been right. Have they been right about anything? I mean, I've lost track at this point. I mean. They said my spidey sense tells me 
I think that was in March. Um, they've said, you know, I'm hearing we're, we're only weeks away. Uh, you know, everybody remembers that unity statement where they were going to consummate unity. consummate the deal that all the, the, the supposedly all the presidents put out. I mean, that was how many? Six months ago? Yeah. Five, six months ago? Like, They just, haven't hit on anything. I just want it to be done so someone can be made fun of. Right. Who do we... It's going to be George Klyakov, but, you know. All right. You got anything else? I don't think so. Do you know, is there any, uh, any basketball? Uh, Travis Perry, four-star guard uh, from Kentucky, plays with uh, Indiana Elite. Uh, started his official visit to Cincinnati tonight, Gabe. Oh, okay. So Travis Perry is in town on an official visit. Um, I put that one on the board at the beginning of the show. Uh, so when does Kirk, when does Kirk Risa commit? Uh, I I think there was a picture of him on Instagram at a car dealership today in Morgantown. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't mean someone at UC didn't buy him the car? (laughs) Uh, yeah, probably that probably does mean that that's not how it went down. <laughs> if he was a Jeff Weiler, like if he took a picture of Jeff Weiler today, I he mean, would have a lot. They already paid him like a million bucks. I, that's we don't know. Like, what? How was the contract structured? What was the pay? Like, how much payment has he already gotten? He just how got the payment? he just got the Michael Jordan car on top of the on top of the deal from Air. Yeah. Well, uh, they're hiring AK. Because of course they are. Going to be a run on Coors Lights in Morgantown, baby. <laughs> but are they? You would, are they really you hiring AK? That's the rumor that AK. Uh, I would, I would love it. I love that. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. I hope they. I hope they do. I one still one of my funniest AAU moments was sitting with him and Mick, uh, and Mick was watching a kid, a big kid that UC was recruiting that that didn't go to UC. That on the other team, AK was there as the head coach at Ole Miss watching Devin Booker as a sophomore playing against 17-year-olds, playing against seniors, and he scored like 57 points. And by the time he got to 40... And Mick was like, why are you still here? By the time he got to 40, AK was like, "I, this is fucking worthless. Like, this is pointless. (laughs) This kid's going wherever the hell he wants to go, and it's not Ole Miss. Yeah. (laughs) And with each made three, his shoulders like drop a like, little bit. <laughs> he just keeps like scooting further and further back in his chair, like. <laughs> uh, but the, like AK's funny, so like his oh, commentary, absolutely, as it was happening throughout. Like we all know, he like, got he got a raw like I he got a raw yeah. deal, but like, like he was always I liked him. He's a good dude. Like he's got a great personality. He doesn't take yeah. it too serious. Like. That would be great for the UC West Virginia if, if he got the job. If AK was the head coach. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to happen. Which I would guess if AK is the coach, most of that will stay together because yeah. Bob will essentially still be. I mean, shit, you got something like that happen in the middle of June and you're able to get him as your head coach. Like, he could do a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. And, like, you think Bob's not, like, oh. hire Andy. Yeah. Hire Andy. 
Like it's fun. Just just do do the right thing and hire AK. So yeah. Uh there, you know, like I said on the boards, there are connections. I, I, from what I know, Kurt Carissa is pretty good friends with Seamus Lukosius. Uh Drew Adams knows everybody, so he's got connections. Um, if he does enter the transfer portal, I, I don't know where, how, the NIL budget, what it is, if it's unlimited, right. if it's like spend what you got to spend. Um, but... You know, I somehow if, if he's on the market, I expect UC to be a player. Can they afford it? My personal opinion is I I don't think so, but I can't say that for certain because I continue to hear from people that if he hits the market, that Cincinnati will be a factor. So, yeah, we'll see. That's what I've got right now. I don't have a whole lot more than that on that situation. But what, um, we kind of buried the lead on the Travis Perry thing, though. Like, you know, taking an official now, does that mean that UC is in a top group? What, you know, what what is what does that mean from a? I'm not really in, too in depth knowing like I don't basketball think officials right now. I, I don't expect him to make a decision until probably August September. I do think there's a very good chance. Like that's the kind of thing that like you have to figure out the like the semantics. Like he lives just down. He's like two hours away from three hours away from just coming to campus on his own. So you can do an official visit in July or June, July, and he can still come up for a football game and do everything that you would do on an official visit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to pay for dinner. Like that's yeah. like, you know, he's not flying to Cincinnati from right. Lyon County, Kentucky. Like, but you're going to drive to Lexington and take a 27 minute <laughs> flight to Cincinnati. So you can do something like a summer official visit with a guy like Travis Perry and still bring him back. If you have a big official, like at the Oklahoma weekend. Does he have like, a... Does he have a group of schools he's kind of focused on? Or are we not yeah, even there yet? Like there's, there's Kentucky is, you know, obviously still heavily involved. Notre Dame, Purdue, Michigan, Vanderbilt. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, a high level group of schools in the 300 mile radius or whatever you want to call it. Um, was so, there basketball last week while you were in Florida? Uh, there was high school events. Oh, okay. So, like show high school showcases. That's what June has become now. Uh, I think coaches are actually back out this weekend for more high school showcases. Uh, and then right after 4th of July, then the July AAU. So, kind of the, opens back up. The, board, the board as far as, like, outside of Tyler – 2024 will probably come into more focus. I think it's it's pretty much there's a lot of focus to it. I mean, yeah, you know, you always have you always have those guys that you've kind of been keeping an eye on. That then they they have another session, another session that they play well, and you're like, all right, we need to, you know, like there's a guy that they just offered. Brett uh, Brett Stein has an article up on on the Bearcat basketball message board. Uh, Jason Nathaniel, who's a guy that's had a good spring, had a good opening to June, 
Like, if he continues playing the way he does, he has, you could see him blow up Yeah, going through July. So Cincinnati went ahead and, and jumped in, the, threw their hat in the ring. Uh, if you want to see more about him, go to Bearcat Journal. Um, so, yeah, there's some... Do you, do you think in your discussion, I don't know if you're even allowed to say it, like, have they developed kind of like a hierarchy of what they consider like our maybe top three, regardless of position, or are we not Chase there Chase Richardson is up there. Flory is up there, obviously. Flory, Flory was, a, right was an obvious one, but, you know. Um, um, Jace Richardson is, from my perspective, their top guard target. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry is, is right there. Um, it'll be interesting with Jasper Johnson. Uh, there's been some talk of him reclassifying. Uh, to, if he reclassifies what would that, what would that be to? He's 25. Okay. He could move up to 24. I think he's a five-star from what I've seen of him. As I talked about with Aaron, he scored 12 points in a minute, like a minute and a half Mm -hmm. in a game. Uh, I think that's good. (laughs) I do too. I I think any guy that can, on four possessions, score 12 points, that is um, maximum efficiency. But then he went to Pangos and he kicked ass and he was really good at like some USA basketball, like everything he's touched, he's turned to gold so far. Is he a combo too? Combo. Um, combo. <laughs> he plays. So you could basically you could take if they were Jace. if they were so lucky, they could take him with Jace or Travis. Yeah. Like they all three have some on ball, off ball skill. Yeah. Um Travis probably like the the better three the best three point shooter of the bunch, although Jasper's pretty damn elite at shooting the three as well, and then Jace being more of like the the consummate point guard. Yeah, Jasper's basically like if Kentucky goes, they get him, but UC's right there. I think so. Yeah. If they don't, yeah. There's a there's a lot of people on him. But yeah. UC has done a great job recruiting him. Mm-hmm. And would be would be you know we talk we talk we talk state of Cincinnati and three hundred mile radius a lot for football, but you you probably probably need to talk about it more for basketball as well. I mean, if you're recruiting kids, the the top top echelon kids in Kentucky that you know for whatever reason maybe they don't go to Kentucky. You know, it's not right. – they, they could very well like to still play in a pseudo, you know, home-type situation. Right. So. West, Western dudes definitely seem to be uh, upping the upping the targets. They, they just want they, – they're recruiting good players, really good players. Not players mm-hmm. that, that they think might eventually be good, but players that are already good. Mm-hmm. I like that strategy. I think it's. A, I think it. It could be a winning strategy. Players that are all recruit the players that are already good. Players, players that are already good. good. Right. More, more teams should do that. Yeah. I think that's you know. It goes. It you know it goes real nice hand in hand with the make shots offense. Yeah. Make shots and recruit players. If you that are get good. if you recruit the players that are already good. You have a better chance of running the make shots You're going to probably run the make shots offense at a higher efficiency. (laughs) I agree. I'm right there with you, Dave. Someone should hire me to be a basketball recruiting person. 
that you could be like director <laughs> of operations with with philosophies like that. I know. It's not, it's not hard. No. All right. There you go. We'll see you next week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about at the nightcap, but we'll have something. This is the BCJ Podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com.